Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best Thoughts. I'm Will Johns. And I'm Rick Johns. And this is episode number six in season three. And it's an exciting one, Will, because today we reveal the first of our last two human needs that take us from surviving to thriving. So it's kind of like Christmas here today. That's exactly right, Rick. It feels like Christmas morning today. In fact, it reminds me of a Christmas morning about eight years ago. Uh, it was when I found out that I was moving officially to the state of Maryland, where I live now. And I was so excited about this, I decided that this would be the perfect time to tell my young children uh, that we were going to be moving. So we mm. all gathered excitedly around the tree and I excitedly shared with them the news and then they started crying <laughs> and it was very awkward <laughs> and I felt really bad. And, and finally, as they dried their tears, I said, well, go ahead and open your presents. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, you have a gift, my friend. Oh man, I was just like Santa that year, just the... <laughs> I think it's a good point that uh, not everything that excites one person may excite another. And just picturing your poor little kids uh, before they've ever opened their first present, you had to crush their little hearts by letting them know that you were tearing them away from everything they love. Good, uh, good job. See, see, in my brain, uh, it was I'm so future focused. Sometimes I just thought, man, they're gonna love this new. Location and in my defense, Rick, they have loved living here in Maryland. Mm. They have thanked me for it since. Okay, uh, but they hated the way I broke the news. <laughs> yeah, maybe right, but maybe after the presence, at least let them enjoy that without any questions or wondering. I, I think I was thinking that you know, if they didn't take the news well, at least they'd have the presence to kind of oh. offset their bad uh, experience. <laughs> Interesting psychology. <laughs> you know what the problem is, Will? You didn't have the best thoughts podcast that's, back then. That's exactly right. To show you healthy ways to meet these needs. And, you know, I don't know if we need a drum roll, but what is this first need that helps us get from that surviving to thriving level? Well, it was something that I needed before I made that announcement. And that is <laughs> growth. Oh. Growth is need number five. It is the thing that takes us to the next level. And, and I'm super excited to be talking about this because actually, to be honest and to be fair, we've been talking about it in the last four episodes, every single episode. Because mm -hmm. when we look for healthier ways to meet those first four needs, we are in the process of growth right there. I would say the whole podcast is about growth. That's true. But yes. maybe for our listeners, Will, you can help define that in case somebody's saying, well, I, I capped off at about 5'3". What do you mean growth? You know, growth is, is a broad term that can apply to every area of our life, the physical, the financial, the mental, the relational, the spiritual. Uh, it's just the way that we move from where we are today to a better place. Okay. Uh, one way I like to look at it is I always like to think about 
the person I'm becoming. I feel like the person I'm becoming is far more important than anything that I accomplish in life. Hmm. Because it's who I am that I'm going to take with me wherever I go and whatever I do. Yeah. So I may accomplish something once that's great, but that's one moment in time and then it's done. Yeah. But if I focus on who I'm becoming, that's a long-term uh, strategy. That's a long-term payout where I get benefit from that and the people around me get benefit from that um, all the time, 24-7. Yeah. And I think for us as humans, we are innately built to grow, to improve, to, to grow in knowledge, understanding. We're built to learn. Um, this is an innate thing that's part of us so that we can continue to grow and learn. It's not something that we have just arrived. You just make it to this certain point and all of a sudden, well, I know everything about this or I could not possibly improve anything in this area of my life. Yeah, it's like we're it's like we're like trees where a tree is either always growing or it's dying. Hmm. You know, it, it doesn't the tree doesn't just reach a certain level hmm. and then and then stop. Yeah. And then and then just maintain that. Yeah, that's such a powerful point. I love that illustration. Jesus often referred to the tree as a metaphor for our soul and who we are and saying things like the good tree produces good fruit. So you got to, mm. that's to your point of who are you becoming? If you get the tree right, if you get the, the inside right, the heart right, then the rest of it will follow. The fruit will come and it'll be good fruit and it'll be healthy fruit and there'll be lots of it. And, and just to throw another passage in, um, Psalm chapter one talks about um, a healthy, righteous person being like a tree planted by the waters. Yeah, that grows and develops into something amazing and beautiful, and thrives and thrives. Yes, which is the point of this need for growth. It's to help you get to thriving, and what's so important about it that's pretty obvious once you think about it. But I, I think many of us don't think about it or don't notice it. Sometimes we as humans get in our heads: if I can just get my life to be here then mm. my life is good. Like mm. that's my dream. I just want to have the point where I have enough finances to do whatever I want and maybe have a lake house and a regular house and a good car and a good relationship. And then I can just live my life and everything will be in order and perfect. Except the problem is, Will, once you achieve that goal, you won't actually be happy if you set growth aside. If you say, oh, right. here I am, right. I don't want anything else. I'm just going to lock myself into this one way of doing life. And, and here's the problem, you know, that, that vision that you described there is a vision of meeting those first four needs very, very successfully. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if we stop there, there's a restlessness inside of us. There's an emptiness inside of us. There, there may even be a dissatisfaction with ourselves. Like, like maybe we don't like who we are. Maybe yeah. we don't like who we have become. And so growth adds this, this energy. It's like rocket fuel that supercharges us with an energy to move 
in a good direction to become more of the person that we want to become. And I think the other problem with that, life is designed to challenge us. So no matter how hard you try to insulate your life and make it just to your little script in your head, something will come up and blow that out of the water. It's Uh, just the way life works. Absolutely. And that I think is why growth becomes this ability to thrive because when life throws you a curveball, which it probably does every day, if not every week at least, there's always something we have to adjust to. And, and especially when our life stops working well, that's a sign that maybe there's something we need to grow in. When, when that marriage that we were working so hard to get it to be perfect and suddenly our spouse were just disconnected, they seem to be dissatisfied with us or angry at us. That's a sign that something isn't working and I need to look around. I need to grow probably. I need to find something that what is going on here? If I just try to lock it in, you can't lock that kind of thing in. No, and and I think that's why we we need to pay attention and be intentional about meeting this need for growth because if we just have our eyes open, we're going to see areas of our life where we know we could do better. Exactly. And, and I'm going to say right now, we could do a little bit better because that's the best way to approach growth is just a little bit mm-hmm. at a time. A little bit each day uh, adds up to a lot over a long period of time. And we'll talk about that process a little later in the podcast today. But I want to start with a question that's kind of burning on my mind. And, and Rick, I think you've got an answer for us on this one. Uh, at least I'm counting on you, too. If you don't, then I'll, I'll answer it for you. But uh, <laughs> the question is, do we have to wait until the first four needs are met before we can meet the need for growth? Uh, absolutely not, because growth is part of those first four needs. Growth should be part of those first four as far as learning how to meet those in healthy ways. Mm. Because as we discussed in those first four, there's a lot of unhealthy ways And we can see people in this world definitely meeting those needs in unhealthy ways. And it's a warning, you know, we should be learning from that. If we're going to make it to this next level, we should be growing all along the way. We don't have to wait until all four are perfectly met and then we can worry about growth. I think that's so true. And, and, and the thing that is coming to my mind about those first four needs is, um, and, and maybe we could just take just a moment here to step back and look at those four and, and how we go about them, is what's coming to my mind is, is the fear of sliding into addiction. All four of those needs, if met in unhealthy ways, can kind of combine in this very twisted, unhealthy way to lock us into some kind of addiction. Mm-hmm. And so... Just keeping that in mind, you know, and I'm not saying that to to scare our listeners or or to scare anybody. It's just a a clear reality that's all around us. Uh, I don't know how many people I know, Rick, that grew up with a parent who was either alcoholic or or a slave to some addiction, and that set their childhood on a a Mm. painful trajectory. Yeah. 
And so this is a real thing and we don't want to be that person. We all know we don't want to fall into that pit where we're, we're a slave to some uh, substance or some person or some activity. Um, and so true freedom is found by applying this need for growth to these other four needs, making sure that we're meeting them in healthy ways and that we're finding our best life possible by how we meet those needs. For sure. And that's the awareness that we've been talking about all throughout this podcast and now becoming aware that I need to continue to seek and search and find new meanings, new information, new ways. In, in all areas of our life, we can certainly find areas to improve and also areas to become aware where we may have blind spots that are hurting us where we're getting caught in the same cycle and we're seeing the same negative results. And we have to step back and say, man, why does this keep happening in my life? Or why am I here at this point? Or why can't I pay all my bills every month? And I mm. seem, you know, mm. there's something that needs to change. Why, why is my health deteriorating? Why is uh, my relationship struggling? Now those, those pressure points or even that pain is a catalyst to growth. I don't think it takes long, Rick, to understand what some of those pain points are in our own life. And so right off the bat, we could probably name one thing in our life where it's, I, you know, I need to grow in this area. Mm -hmm. Just just right, right now, right today, because yeah. my current way of handling it is causing me pain. Yeah, anyone who's seen me dance, uh, I really... <laughs> And I don't know, I keep getting into these dances at weddings that they make me do. And, and then people like, anyway, it, I need to improve that. It's, it's a pressure point for me. It's, uh, and, and, and I need to, to look away when you're dancing because that's created a lot of pain and searing images on, the, on my brain. I don't know. I can't I, unsee. I, I see a lot of laughter whenever I dance. Uh, so I feel like I am doing some good. <laughs> but that that's a simple way for us to, you know, just kind of look at our lives and say, you know, here's here's maybe where I want to start. Here's a pain point that I want to start with. But I want to add another way that we could um, approach growth from a place of excitement and energy. And sometimes that involves setting a fairly significant goal in our life. Mm -hmm. And so let's just take a moment, Rick, to look back on a couple of fairly large accomplishments that, that you and I have experienced and just talk about what that meant for you and how that created growth in your experience. So for me, the first one that comes uh, immediately to mind is when I decided I was going to try the Spartan Ultra Beast, which I have mm. mentioned in the past. And you know, that was something I needed a lot of growth in order to be able to accomplish. Mm. I had never done anything like it. And I had to learn how I was going to be able to do it. I had to learn about nutrition. I had mm. to learn about endurance and the supplements and the sodium, potassium, and all these kind of things that I would need in order to go for 10, 12, 13 hours in an endurance environment, in an endurance race. And I, I'm guessing you had to learn about the right way to train for this and, yeah. and prepare yourself so you, you had some sense going in that 
that that you put in enough time that you could probably uh, right. complete it. And when I when I decided to do it, I was not in good enough shape to do it. And that's mm -hmm. how it works. Mm -hmm. But it was a goal, like you said. So I set this goal and I said, okay, I've got to reach this certain level of fitness in order to even have a chance at completing this Spartan Ultra Beast race slash event slash torture uh, <laughs> to make it and get that medal and whatever. And so I did go online. That was one of the first things I did and read about people who had already done it and all their advice and what worked and what didn't work. And I read many stories of people who said, hey, I thought I trained well, I thought I could do it, and I got out there and I failed. So I had to retool and I realized I needed to add this, add that. So I learned from other people who had tried yes. it. And that's what this growth is all about. And then I had to go out and every Sunday, for instance, I had to run for at least three hours four hours, depending on what kind of distance and where I was out, because I had to get my body in that kind of shape. Now, mm. I didn't do it the first Sunday. The first Sunday, I probably did like 10 miles. And then I went to 12 miles. And then I went to 14 miles. And then I went to 18 miles. And finally, after about four months, I was up to where the last day of training, the big, the big last day of training, I ran for 23 miles and did 300 burpees in between. Took me about six hours, oof, but oof. I knew I could survive up to six hours because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and I was as ready as I thought I could be for the actual event. Yeah. And in the actual event, it was what, 13 and a half hours? Right. So the actual event took me 13 and a half hours. And in my defense, I paced myself because I was very concerned of, of running out of energy, running out of steam. Yeah. So I just tried to take it very slow and methodical through the whole race, always keeping myself with a little left in the tank. And, yeah. and actually, yeah. by the time I finished, I still felt pretty good. Yeah, that's amazing. But we're all capable. To any listener out there, that's a physical example. But yeah. sometimes we have to go through spiritual struggle. Sometimes we have to go through mental struggle. Sometimes we have to go through a relationship struggle, our own relationship ultra beast. And those are challenges where we've got to step up and say, I, I need help. I got to learn more. I got to seek more knowledge. I've got to invite, get wisdom from other people who have been down this path, maybe older people who have walked ahead of you in life. If we don't have that spirit of growing, then man, it's going to be hard. Absolutely. And I think, you know, your story reminds me of a accomplishment for myself that's of a different vein. It's not physical. Uh, and that was when I completed my doctorate mm. in 2015. And in order to write that 200-page um, doctoral thesis, uh, I had to develop one incredibly important habit. Mm. And for me, that habit was that Thursday morning was blocked out from like 9 to 1 or 2 I blocked that, that period of time out to write on my thesis yeah. or do research on my thesis. And, and I sat down and there were times when I sat down and I got one word down and then a second. And it was just like as slow as, as it could possibly be, mm -hmm. you know, 
Um, most days I would get at least a page written. Some days when everything was clicking, I might get three or four or five pages written and I would be on cloud nine. Um, but it was this process where to do something big, you know, which for me, writing 200 pages worth of something that would pass a doctoral program standard right. <laughs> felt overwhelming, yeah. uh, to say the least. I've never you know, done anything close to that. Uh, I realized I had to divide it into small pieces, into doable pieces. Yes. And so I also gave myself permission to write my rough draft very poorly. Yeah. And I just said, you know, I just got to get it out there, get it on the computer, do it, do it poorly the first time. <laughs> and, and once I had that permission and I, I just wrote and I just got stuff on paper and then I knew I could come back and fix the mistakes later, but it was easier to fix something that was there than to create something out of nothing. Yeah. And, and so just that one habit, that one process helped me accomplish something bigger than, than I ever thought I could accomplish. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about growth is it builds on itself. Mm. So when you attempt to grow, when you attempt to better yourself, improve yourself, it becomes, well, I'll use the illustration from Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great. He talks about how the great companies, it's like a flywheel, this giant flywheel, this big uh, gear that's in a factory and it's hard to get it moving because it's so heavy and it's so strong. But once you get it turning and the faster you get it spinning, then it's almost impossible to stop it. Mm. It just gains mm. more and more momentum. And I think this need of growth, when we're meeting this need, it's like that. You're taking the small steps and the first ones are the hardest. But once you make that change, once you make that decision, like you and I with our goal, I'm going to get my doctorate. No, I'm going to do an ultra beast. Once you have that goal and you start taking those small steps, it starts to build and build. And you think of, you know, children learning to play piano or dance lessons, <laughs> as I was talking about. <laughs> you, you start off barely knowing anything. It's really difficult. But as you develop those skills, man, it can start going quickly. And that's what I love about this need for growth is that when we start meeting the need for growth, it is a dynamic process. Yeah. And I like that illustration of the flywheel. It starts spinning and pretty soon growth is, is who we are. It's just what we do. And it, and it's, and it's an ongoing process. We don't stop and, and just sit on the sidelines for years at a time. We're daily kind of stretching ourselves. And, and I'm going to make this uh, prediction about those of you listening to this right now is that you have somewhere in your mind a desire for growth. And that's drawn you to this podcast because yep. that's really what everything's been about uh, that we've covered in all of our seasons and episodes. And so that's in you. And you want that. And I just want to, you know, kind of fan the flame of that desire in you for growth to let you know that, you know, it's a dynamic process. And so as you get going with it, once you start, it kind of takes on a life of its own. 
And you know, Will, you mentioned the metaphor of a tree earlier on. And I want to invite you to think about a live tree and a dead tree. And if you see two of those in your mind, put them side by side. What's the difference Mm. between the dead tree and the live tree? Well, for one, the dead tree is stiff, brittle. Yeah. It can't bend in the wind. What happens to dead trees when it's really windy or stormy? It doesn't take much to push them over. Doesn't take much to push them over. Branches break off. Yep. Because they're not flexible. Yep. And the amazing thing about a live tree is how incredibly flexible and resilient and bendable. Have you ever tried to break a branch? Off a live tree? Yeah, I mean, a branch could be like a half inch thick and you can't break it. You can only bend it all the way. (laughs) Yeah, you can bend it and it'll stay on. But it won't break. (laughs) Yeah. Now a dead tree, snap, it comes right off. Yep. And so right there in nature is kind of this metaphor for the growth. When you're alive and thriving, you are adaptable, flexible, resilient, I love those words as kind of synonyms for this growth that we're talking about. Absolutely. And, and Rick, this is also bringing to my mind um, the one major barrier that we are going to all fight against when it comes to growth. And uh, I'm going to let you guess. What, what do you think that is? The major barrier. Well, I would say from my perspective, it is that desire to keep things a certain way and maybe even a desire for an ease of life. Mm. Just, I Mm. want things to be nice and easy and, you know, I don't have the energy or time to really learn more about this or that. Why can't, why can't life just cater to where I'm at? (laughs) Yeah. When you're talking about that life of ease, Rick, I think of it as like a set point in my soul, like a, like a direction or a top priority where when my top priority is to try to live as easy a life as possible. Mm. And I usually, that usually bumps up to the top when I'm feeling exhausted or tired, um, or just depressed. And I'm like, Oh, life is so hard. I just want it to be easy. But when that's my goal, everything irritates me. Like, like there's, (laughs) always something that comes up that I have to deal with. And I'm in a much better frame of mind when I'm in a growth mindset, when growth is the set point, then I see each challenge that arises. And I say, this is an opportunity for growth. This is a chance for me to, to take myself to the next level. And so it's, it feels same, same stuff coming at me, but it feels overwhelming, exhausting, painful, irritating, annoying when I'm in the life of ease mindset. Yeah. And it feels actually in a way energizing, empowering. I can do it when I'm in a growth mindset. Absolutely, Will. Well said. And you know, as we're coming to a close here of this episode, I'm just thinking about how important it is for all of us to be one, aware of this need and to recognize how incredibly beneficial it is because there's really no other way to live. 
There's definitely times where I think, oh, I just want an easy life and I just want to get all my little ducks in a row and I can just relax and just enjoy things. But I'm not happy when I try to make that my number one goal mm. because life just doesn't work that way. And we have our moments, but I think the, the motto that's kind of inspired me that comes from my wife is a lot of times she'll say, hey, I work hard so I can play hard. And mm. I like that because it's about yes. the work gives you the purpose. It gives it gets you to where you want to be. And it provides opportunities where you can do fun, adventurous, or even just go sit on a beautiful beach for a while. But you can't do that your whole life. <laughs> the work hard and the play hard have to kind of go together in order to create that meaning. And so I see how this growth just takes us to that next level, provides that thriving that we're looking for. And once we realize it's actually less effort to keep growing, less pain than if we don't, the alternative is worse, then I think we all can get on board. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, we see that probably the most clearly in the physical realm, you know, to push ourselves to say exercise or eat healthy, that's effort and that's can be painful at times, but think of the alternative. Yeah. You know, to get sick, to not feel good, to gain weight, to, you know, have stiff, sore muscles all the time. When we're proactive in this area, then yes, are there discomforts in our life? Absolutely. But the long term is we have the most joy, the most good things happening in our life possible because of who we're becoming, because we are growing into more of the person that God wants us to be, that we want us to be. Absolutely. I would just kind of make an appeal to our listeners to do something difficult. Mm. Do something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Set a big goal. Set a big goal. I yeah. mean, that might make you uncomfortable because <laughs> then what are you going to do to meet it? You yeah. know? Um, but whatever you decide, whatever that's going to look like for you, just do it and see what happens. See how it feels. It will shake your life up a little bit, but it can be incredibly energizing, exciting, adventurous. Plus, you reap the reward of knowing that you're moving yourself in a good direction. Well said, Will. I appreciate those thoughts, and I hope you guys will take him up on that challenge. What is something in your life that you want to grow in? Set that goal, make it a reality, and just see how much better your life can be than just leaving it at the status quo. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Next episode, we close up season three with our final need. Need number six. We won't reveal it until you tune in next time, but join us next time to find out what it is. You've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Rick Johns and Dr. Will Johns. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to being with you in our next episode.